Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Guys, I cannot even explain to you how excited I am about our guests today. So Julie and Abby created the Culinary Nutrition Studio, and I don't even know how long I've known them for, probably like four or five years now. And they're freaking powerhouses in the world of dietetics. Like, well, at least the culinary nutrition world of dietetics. We'll talk more about their story in just a second, but I don't even know their human designs. And I don't want to pretend to know all of the things about human design, but I know that they are oh so complementary to each other. And it's absolutely beautiful. And I think that's what's really important when you're looking to partner or collaborate with someone else is finding someone to, I don't want to say pick up the slack because that's not right. It's, it's finding someone to strengthen your weaknesses and vice versa, right? Like fill in those gaps where something isn't lighting you up, but For the other person, their cup is completely full when they're doing that other task. And again, we'll get more into it within this episode, but like seeing the collaboration that they've built and grown over the past couple of years with the Culinary Nutrition Studio and in their past collaborations is absolutely beautiful. And I think finding a business buddy, especially if you don't want to do business alone, finding a business buddy that you vibe with is so, so important. And having that complimentary business buddy or complimentary business partner in being able to support you and the business in a way that just elevates the business and elevates your success is so important. So one of the things that I was kind of reading in preparation for this is that finding a business partner that compliments you, not clones you. And I was like, ooh, that's such a great way to phrase it. And it is because we don't want another one of us in the business. We want someone who can do things that we are maybe not capable of, but also do things that maybe we're just not good at, right? And it might be hard to admit that we're not good at something, but it's okay that you're not good at something. Yeah, I bleeped myself. I don't know what I did that for. But yeah, it's okay to find faults, not faults, but like not great places in yourself and have that fulfilled by someone else in your life, in your space, whatever that may be. And in the human design world, we are all created, right? So there's like six different types. We're all created to fill in different areas and really like hone in on those. And that's why I always talk about finding your superpowers, man. It goes hand in hand, but filling in those places so that in that world that we're in, we can be the I don't want to say be the best. Yeah, let's call it. Say be the best in that world, but then also know that there's other people around us to compliment us, right? So let's take it from my perspective as a manifester. I am here to, so you know the Nike slogan, just do it, basically created for manifestors. And like, I think a lot of the times in the solopreneur, entrepreneur world, people are like, oh, just just go and do it. Just do it. Just do it. And that's kind of the slogan that we've put on the solopreneur life. And that's kind of what's expected. But if you're not a manifester, that may not come as easily to you. That doesn't mean that you can't be an entrepreneur, solopreneur. You just got to take a little bit of a different step to get there. And it's all in the journey, man. It's all in the journey. We all have different challenges with our own journeys. So don't make it 
I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not freaking easy, right? Like nothing is going to be easy. So as a manifester, having someone else in my space to execute the things that I don't really have the energy for is really, really, really important. Meaning that if I brought someone onto my team and I needed them to do tasks that I found draining, I'd probably want to bring in a generator, someone who can just plug through it or a manifesting generator, someone who can bring new ideas in as well as kind of plug through it. Or if I wanted to create this like new and innovative arm of my business and see different things happening within it, maybe I bring in a projector who can see some of the areas where the business is lacking and that potential for growth. Or maybe I just need some deep in the mirror reflection and figuring out why shit isn't working then I want a reflector in my world. Guys, we all have amazing abilities, amazing purposes on this earth for ourselves and the amount of impact that we can create in our own way. And the more we lean into that, the more we feel aligned, but that also increases the ability of our impact, right? So like the more you can live in alignment, following your strategy, following your authority, and that meaning following like one of those design types. And then the strategy part of that is following either like an emotional wave or for me, it's, it's called ego, but that just sounds so, I, there's a negative connotation behind it. So let's go with heart centered. It means the same thing. And for me, it's following my heart. I've never really had gut feelings, but I've always kind of felt drawn to something with my heart. So It all comes from different parts and following what your human design is can be so impactful for your life, the way you interact with others, the way you collaborate with others, the way you even create businesses with others, taking that collaborative energy to the next level and finding that business buddy who compliments you. That's all part of this beautiful journey that we are on as entrepreneurs, as solopreneurs together. So let's introduce these badass ladies of the culinary nutrition studio. First up, Chef Abby Gelman, MS, RD, CDN, is a spokesperson, recipe and product developer, author, and educator. She creates, produces, and hosts cooking and nutrition videos and works with a wide variety of food companies, brands, commodity boards, food service operators, health professionals, and private clients. She created the Culinary Nutrition Studio with Julie Lopez as a place to provide high quality culinary nutrition education for health professionals and consumers. Chef Julie Lopez, RD, is a New Jersey-based registered dietitian and chef nationally recognized as a food and nutrition expert. She is a culinary nutrition consultant, spokesperson, recipe developer, educator, and culinary instructor. Julie works with food companies, brands, and commodity boards developing the recipes and culinary nutrition communication strategies. Julie recently published her first cookbook, The Healthy Soup Cookbook. Without further ado, let's talk to these badass ladies of the Culinary Nutrition Studio. Abby, Julie, welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative. I'm super stoked to have you ladies here. Thanks Thanks for having us. us. That was perfectly (laughs) timed. Beautiful. (laughs) All right. So for our listeners to get to know you guys a little bit better, I've devised the three most important questions ever. So one. Abby, what is your dream destination anywhere in the world or universe, I guess, not limiting you? (laughs) I mean, it's hard to say, 
but because I like to travel and now I miss it because we haven't done very much, right? Fair. But I've always wanted to go to the Maldives. Yeah. And um, all over Europe. I've been to certain countries within Europe, but I would like to go to all of them in Western and Northern and Eastern Europe. All <laughs> it's of very Europe. broad. I know, but I would just <laughs> like to go to, to all of those places too. I love it. What about you, Julie? What is your bucket list travel destination? Australia's always been on my bucket list um, just because, I don't know, ever since I was young, I wanted to go there. But also same thing with Europe, but especially Spain because mm-hmm. my husband's family is from Spain. Cool. So they talk a lot about like all their childhood memories and stuff. So definitely want to go there. I feel like the food scene in all of these places is pretty amazing too. Yeah, so. that too, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right, which leads me to my next question. Julie, what is your favorite food of all time? <laughs> this one's so hard. I guess it really depends on like what mood I'm in or totally like time of day when you ask me. Like right now it's the morning. So I'm thinking like brunch. Ooh. But yeah, I guess breakfast. Like I'm going to make it broad, like breakfast because you can do breakfast for dinner. So I'm going to say like brunch because you can do sweet and savory. Okay, cool. Yeah. That was a nice skirt around the question. I dig it. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Abby? What is your favorite? Now I'm trying to figure out how to skirt around the question too (laughs) in a different, clever way. Um, It's really hard. I think it's a really hard question. We always get asked that and what's our favorite thing to cook or, you know, whatever. I, I think, I don't know if it's because I cook so much or just because I like to eat, but I, the idea of just one thing is very difficult for me. Um, Ooh, what about I, tacos? I mean, we do <laughs> so random. <laughs> I guess. I mean, maybe, but there's like 500 million different types of tacos. So you can just say tacos as skirts around the question. There you go. And then you and can then, do all varieties. That's true. We do eat. T- I have a 14 year old daughter, so we do have taco Tuesdays. Um, and we, she and I both have different, even different choices of tortillas that we use. Oh, wow. So, Getting wild and down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah, right. That, okay, that's cool. the best I can do right now. That's fair. That <laughs> Thanks, <beautiful>. Julie. <laughs> Guys, I get it. For like the culinary RD perspective, it's very limiting to choose one thing. So I totally yeah. understand. Totally get it. All right. Question number three, hopefully a little bit easier. Abby, coffee or cocktails? Coffee. Okay. I, th- I used to be cocktails, but I'm older now. And so I, t- <laughs> I don't drink as much. Fair. <laughs> So for me, right now, I'm not drinking either because I'm pregnant. I get it. Um, but I really miss coffee. And I know you, you can have coffee when you're pregnant, but like, I feel like for this first pregnancy, I'm like, buy the book everything. <laughs> so I haven't been drinking any coffee, but the second I give birth, I'm having a cup of coffee because I love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. Okay. I dig that. So now that we know literally everything about you ladies, <laughs> let's dive in. <laughs> so I think... I think the biggest question for me is how did you guys meet? Is there someone who likes to tell this story more so than the other? I think the both the answer for both of us is like, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I know it was in the nutrition entrepreneur DPG. I was That's on the executive first, yeah. committee. That's how we first really started. We're like, Oh, you're culinary, I'm culinary. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I don't remember the first time I I met Julie, but I remember it being somehow the NEDPG, 
but it was a long time ago we started talking about your we live near each other we have the same you know idea about culinary and nutrition and ideas about what we wanted to do it was a long time ago yeah so it had to be like at some conference or event that we actually met in person yeah and then we were just like hey we're best friends now yeah (laughs) (laughs) you guys took it next level real quick yeah (laughs) I love that okay so let's break this down a little bit then Julie, I know you and I share an alma mater. So do you want to talk a little bit about your experience, like becoming an RD chef slash culinarian? Yeah. So very J. Wu proud, just like you. (laughs) So I went that alternative route for college of going to culinary school, but you still did all your DPC courses. So the degrees in culinary nutrition. And then I went to my dietetic internship. So... I actually didn't start at Johnson & Wales. I started at a small school, really only to play field hockey. And then I realized I was like, I don't like my major. I don't like the school. (laughs) So then I took the summer to kind of think about it. And I actually applied to Johnson & Wales two weeks before it started. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it was like a whirlwind, but it was the best whirlwind ever because like I love the experience at Johnson & Wales. Because you do all your culinary courses and then apply it within the nutrition courses. And I think... Marrying those two is perfect. Preach, girl. I'm on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I agree. I think using it in an out-of-the-box way, right? Like you didn't necessarily go in a clinical. And I think using that knowledge in an out-of-the-box way is so unique because not a lot of our peers went that direction. So Mm -hmm. love what you guys are doing based off of all of that. So then shooting the question to Abby, what was your journey like becoming an RD? Backwards. Mine's backwards (laughs) and really long. So I'll try not to make it too long, but I am a career changer. So I was a hotelier at Cornell. So I got my undergrad degree at Cornell. It was mostly business related, but in the hospitality industry. And I always worked in hotels and restaurants. So I was interested in food already and had all business classes centered around hotels and restaurants and and all that and had to cook in college Um, And then took a nutrition 101 class with my friend who was pre-med. Cool. So I was a freshman, really liked nutrition, but said, I'm not changing my majors right now. That's crazy talk. (laughs) So I finished Cornell and moved to New York City and um, was working in consulting. And uh, traveling all the time, was still thinking about nutrition and restaurants. And it was the late 90s, so there was no such thing as... It wasn't as it is today. Everything was like low fat, low carb, sh- you know, sugar free, all this weird stuff. The sad, sad and there life was of no, the late 90s. <laughs> yeah. And there were no healthy restaurants. It wasn't really a thing. Um, so I kept thinking about how to make food healthier and still taste good while actually working and making some money in a different field. Um, and ended up going to get my culinary degree instead of my MBA in 2000. Cool. And worked in restaurants in New York City for a couple of years, and that was also really terrible. <laughs> um, so went back to consulting, but more food and beverage based, and then ended up on Wall Street covering restaurant stocks. So oh, wow. I covered Starbucks and Cheesecake Factory and Wendy's and Burger King and like all of that stuff. But it was still, I was working probably 100 hours a week, six or seven days a week for a long time. Um, and then in 2007, 
I got pregnant. Well, I got married. I got pregnant and um, the, everything crashed. Bear Stearns yeah. fell. Lehman Brothers fell. Like everything blew up and I still had a job, but I decided I was going to go back to school for nutrition and didn't want to do finance anymore and essentially raise, not be able to raise my own daughter, right? Like have someone else raising her. So I went back to school in 2008 and went to teacher's college, Columbia. And, uh, brings us to now, like <laughs> with beyond that, basically, yeah, we, I met dietitians, nobody cooked, very few cooked. I, I realized I was an outlier and it, and it was very hard to find someone who worked in restaurants or had a culinary background or had any interest in culinary as a dietitian. So that was kind of what put me in that realm forever. I I love it. And I think it's super cool that you guys have different stories, but your paths have crossed and you've made such epic shit happen. Like from that. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because that's how we kind of complement each other almost. So she's good at photography and the Canva graphic design and all of that side of it. And I can do more of the business side and we overlap on all the recipe and development side. So, so we do have similar roles and different roles so it's worked out really well yeah because all the stuff i don't like abby likes and all the stuff she's like i like so it works out it's literally like the ultimate way to collaborate within (laughs) the same niche like it's so epic (laughs) okay let's kind of break this down a little bit further then so i know that you guys were doing things on your own in the culinary world i would love to hear a little bit about like what you did on your solo journeys and then i guess what was the impetus to create the culinary nutrition studio so julie sure so my career actually started as a retail dietitian um, so I was working directly in the grocery store, and I always had my website as a side hustle. So my website just started because every time I would make a recipe, people were like, what's the recipe? And I'm like, I don't know. I made it up. So <laughs> <laughs> I would have to write it down, and I put it on a website. And then I started like connecting with other dietitians who actually made that their business. And I was like, what? So I started that journey of blogging and really understanding how to make it a lucrative business during this whole time I was working full time. Um, Then I also, after retail, I moved to a part-time position at a private practice as my side hustle was growing. And then eventually my side hustle grew into my full-time business and I felt comfortable enough to do it on my own. Um, So that's how my business kind of started. So it has evolved a lot because it was just recipe development, but now there's a lot of consulting work. So I'm doing a lot of communications, classes. I teach a lot of virtual and in-person cooking classes. So that's really my passion. That's awesome. And Abby, what was that transition like for you when you did start going like more full-time into the nutrition space? You mean after I got my my RD. So yes. I had, a, I actually had a job before I even finished my internship. Um, it's a company that doesn't exist here anymore, but it was called SPE certified and they had a, a fine dining restaurant in the Upper East Side called Rouge Tamat. So because I had the dietitian and chef and business background, I was in the consulting arm. So in the restaurant, they also had a dietitian in the kitchen with the chef. Cool. And it was basically... Um, we had these tenants we had to follow and kind of rules around how the food was made and what the nutrition profile was and all of that. But um, in the consulting arm, I worked with um, cruise lines and 
you know, university food systems and um, smaller restaurants and all that kind of stuff. So I did that for a year and then they closed the restaurant. And all of us in the consulting arm, they basically said you can stay and whatever you bring in is what you will earn or you can leave. And I said, well, I can do that myself. (laughs) I left. Um, And that was October 2014. So I went on my own then. And it's kind of changed. Like what I've done over the last seven and a half years has changed. So I won't go into like all of the stuff I did before now. But currently I do some consumer facing. So I create recipe videos and those go up on my site every week. And I've done three cookbooks. And then I do some writing for Livestrong and some other things if that comes up. But it's morphed more into, and I have, I think, one private chef client now. But it's morphed more into what Julie and I do, which has become teaching dietitians and health professionals how to cook. So some of that is speaking events. So Julie and I are doing Fancy again this year. I'm speaking at Pennsylvania Academy next week. And then I'm doing CPSDA in May, like a lot of that kind of speaking in person or virtually and working with food brands to do videos and social media and events. But a lot of those events are geared towards teaching something to health professionals. And then Julie, so Julie and I obviously have our online program and our in-person, which hopefully will come back soon and our virtual programs as well. So a a big percentage now focuses on teaching. That's awesome. Kind of stuff. We'll break that down a little more in just a second. But I think the biggest thing that I got from both of you ladies is that like your businesses ebb and flow over time, right? Like you probably went into it thinking it was going to be this one thing, maybe not thinking it was going to evolve or change shape in some way at all. But like, that's the really cool part about one, being an entrepreneur and two, being in the nutrition culinary field that there are so many different opportunities for RDs out there, right? Like maybe you have your own blog, maybe you are doing more professional videos with brands or without brands, consumer facing for RDs. Like there's so much out there. And I love that you ladies have kind of experienced it all and have kind of flowed into finding your groove, teaching other RDs, something that may come really naturally to both of you and and me for that matter, but like in a way that they can then use it with their clients. So freaking awesome. And now let's let's dive a little bit into, I guess, what was the impetus for the culinary nutrition studio, Julie? So we realized very quickly that a lot of dietitians and healthcare professionals are teaching nutrition, but don't really know the food side of it. They can make blank recommendations like eat more whole grains. Okay, what does that look like? What does that taste like? How do you shop for that? How do you prepare it? So that was a really big missing piece. And even throughout my internship, I realized that too with my fellow classmates. Like we would present something and it would be so clinical. Like this has vitamin E or vitamin A or something. I'm like, that's not food. People don't get it. Yeah. Like people are not getting it. So I think having that connection of helping others learn to cook or even learn to educate about food differently. We have this whole like conversation of changing the conversation to a more food first approach. So no one, it's not that they don't care, but we're the nerdy nutrition majors where we want to know about the science, but people want to know about the food. Totally. 
They want to know that this is going to be a better choice for me, but how do I prepare it? How do I cook it so it tastes flavorful? Um, How can I make it easier in my life? Because I hate cooking, that kind of thing. So realizing that, I think, transformed our thought process into let's do something about it because no one else is. So we started doing a webinar series with Today's Dietitian, and it was all about changing the conversation and was talking about a food-first approach with different disease states. And we had a lot of follow-up from that saying, well, we want a hands-on option. So then we were like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) And then it kind of turned into like our big COVID project, and that's when it was created. So we tried in-person stuff, and then COVID hit, and then we were like, we need to transition. Yeah. So we started doing virtual, but then we were like, well, what if people could do it on their own self-paced, but we're still there. We're still in the picture. We're checking in on them. We're having that constant communication. And that's where our certification program and our standalone courses really came to fruition. I love it. So Abby, your take on this. So when you guys got all of this like influx from today's dietitian, was that just like an immediate response? You guys are like, Oh my gosh, we have to do something with this. Or was it something you guys kind of sat on? And then I guess like Julie said, it was just like kind of this build up into, Oh, they can do it on their own kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I remember all the numbers, <laughs> which is my job. I love so it. So <laughs> we convinced today's dietitian to let us, they offered us one webinar and we said, how about four? And oh, I yeah. think that they didn't, expect it to do as well as it did. We had for each of the four webinars, we had 2,500 to 5,000 people tuned in live. Shit, guys. And then they keep each one up for a year and we had over 25,000 replays or something like that for all of them. Epic. So (laughs) as soon as we saw that, we were like, well, people clearly want this information. (laughs) So what else can we do? So like Julie said, we, we started off trying to do it in person, which, um, did well for a certain amount of time, but of course you had to come to New York City for it. But yeah. then as soon as COVID hit, we pivoted virtual, which was great because then we got a broader reach. And then when we finally said, you know, okay, well, we have to do the fully online self-paced certification stuff because that, I mean, we spent a full year doing that, really yeah. putting it together, having beta testers, changing it, doing all of the stuff. It was a really huge project, but now I mean, we're, we're, it's, it's great. Like it's a great (laughs) platform. It's a great program. Now we're just trying to get people, um, involved in it, but it was definitely worth the the effort, obviously. And I think also too, like when you ask them, is there any like hesitation? Do we sit on it? The answer is always no. I feel like Abby and I think big and just go for it every single time. I love that. So it's like, all right, this is coming real. Let's make an LLC. Tomorrow I, I went and I made an LLC. Like, yeah. Like we need to, we just keep moving We just forward. need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we sat on the online self-paced one for a little bit, but I think that was only because we had it to wasn't COVID and we had to figure out, like we had to do it in person and virtual first to, to see before we, it, it wasn't until COVID where we knew an online structure that was self-paced could work, that totally. we could figure it out. Totally. I feel like when you have these aha moments as a solopreneur, you'll, you probably have like maybe a little bit more hesitation to take those steps. But when you have a business buddy to be able to run those ideas by and you both agree, then it's like full steam ahead. Would you guys agree? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, also, if one of us if one of us is hemming and hawing about something, the other one will be like, "We can do it." Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. You know. So I might be like, "Oh God, it's so much work. I'm so tired," and she'll say, "We can do it. We can do it." We're you know, we're each other's cheerleaders. Or like we just commit to due dates. Yeah. Like like I think also too like we just put it on the calendar, and if it's on the calendar, it's gonna get done. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's such a different mindset from being a solopreneur, having to do it all on your own because you get to like bounce ideas off of each other. You get to come together and like brainstorm things that are actual solutions to actual problems with people who care about it just as much as you do. So it's, I feel like it's such a game changer to be able to collaborate, especially on a business in this way and create something that people actually need. Like we have accountability this way too. Yeah. You know, like, like if I told Julie I was going to do something, then I have to do it. It's not like I'm just like, "Eh, well, I don't need to get it done. Yeah. (laughs) We still have to do it. I totally get that. Also, it's like interesting because we're so similar in certain ways, but then we're so (laughs) opposite in other ways. Like this morning, for instance, I woke up to 10 text messages from Abby. Yeah. I have like slower mornings than Abby. (laughs) Abby's like up and ready to go. And I'm like, I'm a night owl. I will stay up and do a lot of work. So it's just like in that yin and yang kind of thing. So you have to know the other person's workflow too and understand like it will get done, but we're just in a different frame of minds for certain things. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Let's dig a little bit more into like personality traits that maybe you weren't necessarily looking for, but turned out to be an amazing benefit. So it sounds like Abby, you're a little bit more in like the business, like mindset side of things. I'm totally OCD. I, I'm I a Wall it. Street, New York City person. So. <laughs> Very <laughs> crazy. And Julie, maybe a little bit more uh, free flowing. I'm more like the creative. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like those two balance each other out because- Yeah, for sure. You, you can't be all the things all the time. So why not have a business buddy to do it or a collaborative buddy to do it? Is there anything else that kind of stands out to you guys that maybe is yin and yangy? I think like we're in different phases of our lives too. Yeah. Like she has a teenage daughter and I'm just having my first child. So like, that's a big difference too. So (laughs) yes, but I give you wise words of wisdom, (laughs) (laughs) but also it like really inspires me because like, I know I want to be a working mom and seeing how Abby is able to juggle everything. It's really inspiring because like, that's what I want to be able to do. And I will be able to do it because I'm not going to be able to let Abby down. So <laughs> I love it. Abby. Oh, are you? I, I don't I, know. I'm just I, asking any, oh. anything you see on your end. Does Julie inspire you? <laughs> always, always. She's the only reason I try Canva. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do it. I can try it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, we bet we constantly, inspire each other back and forth and um i mean i'm trying to think if there's anything i can add to what she already said you're good let me rephrase it then what's the hardest thing about working with a collaborative partner the hardest thing i mean i don't know if it's hard i think it has i mean it's just like we talked about right there are things that i might not be as good at that julie does that I just have to wait to be done, right? And that's not necessarily hard or bad. It's just that I need to be patient, which is not (laughs) one of my strongest skills. So that's just more me being self-aware 
that I no longer work on Wall Street and things don't have to get done by yesterday. I think also communication, like we finally have our groove of communication too, because like, even if a new project comes through, I'm reading it and I'm internalizing it of my thoughts, but like maybe of different thoughts. So I think the open communication is like huge for us. And like, yeah. we have no problem being like, Hey, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> or like, <laughs> yeah. We're both very straightforward, which is good. I think that saves a lot of trouble a lot of time. Yeah. You know, like, no one, like, I don't feel like at a time, like, I felt like I need to walk on eggshells with, like, previous people I've worked with before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt that badly. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't pull any punches either when I tell her stuff. So, you know. Since you guys are kind of pros in this area, I mean, obviously, your collaborative relationship has kind of transcended all of these different levels. For RDs who are maybe scared to collaborate or feel like they're going to lose clients if they work with another dietitian, is there are there any words of wisdom or are there any tactics that, maybe not tactics, but are there any suggestions that you guys have to maybe make that collaborative relationship, I guess, a smooth transition into it? I think like knowing the expectations of each, each person, because you can't have one person doing majority of the work and the other person just like riding like along for the ride. Totally. So I think like putting the expectations out front out on the table and discussing that is a big one because if you're going to work with someone, you want to make sure it's beneficial for both people. Yeah. And some of that just kind of plays out over time. Like there are little things that Julie and I figured out, like we have to do X and I happen to be better at Y and she's better at Z. So it just kind of naturally fell that way. But we had to figure that out. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, we've been working together for a long time. So it just over time, we kind of figured it out and talked about it. And now it's kind of like we know some of the roles and what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, you have to be able to talk to each other and feel comfortable saying things that might not be. um, I mean, you have to be able to communicate openly. And yeah. honestly, I guess is the key. And I also think like being our each other's biggest fans, like because we support each other outside of our businesses, like our collaborative business too. Yeah. Like we're always cheering each other on. Like if we have a webinar, we're tuning into each each other's webinar for our own personal business. Yeah. So I think I think that's also a big part when you're working with someone. And if you want to go all in on one business, great. But if you also have your own businesses too, you have to know those boundaries of what is going towards your business and what is going towards your collaborative business, because then they start to cross over. And then you have to think about, I need to do this mutually for us. This is going to benefit us long-term versus a one-off project by myself. That's not really going to do anything. Yeah. That's really helpful, I think to, to recognize that like, Hey, maybe we should form a genuine relationship first before we try and dive into anything. And I feel like that's probably the step that most people take, but it also can be the step that is maybe the most scary to some people, right? Especially if you are meeting virtually as do many now, right? Like whether it be on social media or like you guys did through a DPG, like if you don't take that relationship into like the physical world at any point it can be really challenging to like kind of build upon that but I think you're right like the the key to all of it is just communication so whether that is communication in person or it's 2022 and communication virtually is now a thing like 
that that really is the biggest key and just expressing yourself in you're right a way that like you don't have to walk on eggshells but also like being respectful of of each other's boundaries in that space as well totally and then also like I always note that Abby brings me in because like we have one project going and then I'm like oh my god let's do this and then this and then this she's like shiny object what is it shiny Shiny object object syndrome syndrome. (laughs) you're like we're not back in so like you need someone who like can we need to be focused yes (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I love that so just I guess kind of a quick side note like I have a collaborative partner who's in a different industry than me and we kind of do that to each other which is really cool. We've tried starting businesses unsuccessfully together, which is fine, (laughs) but we still check in. And I think that that's probably the biggest part, like knowing people, knowing each other's strengths, knowing each other's weaknesses and like where you need that, like check sometimes, right? Like he also has shiny object syndrome. And sometimes he's just like, you know what? Like, is this, is this what I need right now? I'm like, dude, no, that's not what you need right now. So I completely (laughs) agree. And, but that only comes with time. Like that comes with like developing the relationship and having that open communication. So love it ladies. Yeah. But like you said, it's interesting too, like to have, like, yes, we are like-minded in the sense of culinary nutrition. Like that's our home base, but then like we have these two other sides that come together. So don't be scared to collaborate with someone outside of your niche. Yes. I think that's huge because you can complement each other. Yes. I'm starting to see a little bit more of that now. I think I'm seeing it like in the breastfeeding and like baby led weaning spaces, which is very exciting because there are people who are just in that one specific niche, but those two kind of go hand in hand. So it's really exciting to see RDs starting to make these, I don't know, these changes within our field and starting to be a little bit more open to collaboration. So I'm super excited to see where it goes. <laughs> I just hope that future collaborations too, like even if, like you, when you just said like breastfeeding and baby led weaning of how philosophies may be different too, but how you can come to a common ground and let the client decide and give them just all the information. Yeah. I just hope that more collaborations can happen versus the dietitian world sometimes we're always like butting heads. Yes. Yeah, we need to come together. <laughs> Sing kupaya around a fireplace. Exactly. Come on, guys. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, tell the RDs out there who are listening a little bit more about the Culinary Nutrition Studio and how they can be a part of it if that's if that's their desire. Okay. So culinarynutritionstudio.com or Excellent. Instagram <laughs> at culinary nutrition studio. And so right now the easiest way to get an idea of what we do. If you go to the website and go to on-demand programs, that is all of the self-paced, completely online, on your own programming. Um, And you can download a full course catalog there. But we have our basic culinary nutrition certification program, which focuses on the basic cooking skills that we think everybody should have, but especially... um, dietitians and health professionals who deal in the world of food and nutrition. It's kind of like a fast track through culinary school. Yeah. I love that. Dietitians don't need to go to culinary school to be, have that culinary sense. So this is that path for them. Cool. Yep. And then the advanced part of that is culinary nutrition for each of the disease states or nutrition related things like diabetes, aging, GI, cancer, all of those things. 
And again, completely online, self-paced, you submit homework through the platform. We watch the videos of you cooking and all your homework and give feedback and all of that. Um, and you get 53 CEUs for the basic and the advanced together. Guys. So it's it's a lot. And you can you get lifetime access. So it could take you a month to finish it. It could take you a year. It, it doesn't matter. It's what, it's up to you. It's whatever timeline you want to make it. And then we have shorter standalone courses that we add to continuously. So recipe development 101, um, how to give an effective cooking demo are up and some baking courses. We're working on affordable eating right now. And hopefully that will go up over the summer. And everything has CEUs. So actually, once we get everything done, we have to go through the CDR process. So that is actually what takes the longest. So we'll finish affordable this month, but we hope to have everything approved and up by, you know, like July. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's a great way to start. Eventually, we'll have more virtual and in-person classes, but you can do the on-demand stuff anytime. That's freaking awesome ladies and just to be clear your virtual or rather your in-person classes will be in like the new york new jersey ish area yeah they're usually in new york now and we're hoping to expand hell yeah so if anyone wants to host us in their kitchen feel free to contact us (laughs) you guys are more than welcome to come to germany whenever you want i mean i'll do it (laughs) great All right, ladies, it has been an absolute pleasure guys if you're not already following them on instagram go to the Culinary Nutrition Studio. And if you guys want to, you're more than welcome to plug your own individual businesses as well. I mean, you can follow me at Chef Abby Gelman or chefabbygelman.com. You can follow me at Chef Julie underscore RD. And I just changed my domain name. It's actually now chefjulierd.com. Oh. <laughs> so if you type in any of my old stuff, it will redirect. So don't worry. Awesome. Well, ladies, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being the OGs of collaboration. And I'm just so grateful that you were here. Thanks Thanks for having us. us. Yay! (laughs) Is it just me or does hearing them talk just like really pump you up as a woman or as a business owner or as a female business owner? I just feel so freaking pumped up. I love these ladies and the mission that they have to serve other RDs in this capacity and seeing the gap in the market friggin' awesome. I'm not going to lie to you. Around the same time, I tried launching a very similar business, like a mastermind for RDs to like give them the skill set that they need to be able to cook and show their clients how to cook. They did it so much better than I did. And I'm not even mad about it. Like they're out there fucking killing it. And man, I think we are all meant to impact in our own unique ways when we're here, when we're in business. And these ladies have certainly done it together. And I think sometimes you got to find your business buddy to make some big friggin' impact happen. So I have a lot of recaps for this. I actually have six because I couldn't decide which ones to put down. So we're going to do a really long recap and I think it's impactful. So let's do it. One, businesses ebb and flow. You can flow into finding your groove. Two, Set expectations when starting a collaborative project and maintain open communication throughout the project. Three, be your collaborative buddy's biggest freaking fan. Four, don't be scared to collab with someone outside of your niche. Five, let's bring a food first approach to nutrition. Six, even within the same niche, you can have different points of view than a fellow RD. (sighs) Guys, again, 
I love this duo. I can't express how much that like, I wish this was more normalized in our field, right? Finding a business boo, creating something epic together and still having your own thing on the side, man. This is really my goal for our nutrition profession to normalize something like this, to normalize having someone else in your field, in your niche, creating something together to make that larger impact as a whole. So if you want to reach out to them, if you want to go to the culinary nutrition studio, hit these ladies up. They have a new program out recently launched called the affordable eating course. And what a better time to launch something like that than when all of these food prices and gas prices and all of the things are going up tremendously. This can be not just a fantastic course for you, but a great course to recommend to clients or a great course for you to take so that you can feel confident in recommending some of these more affordable courses or rather more affordable recipes, more affordable ways to save money to clients. And I took it. I think it's fantastically laid out. They have really delicious flavor forward recipes and it really maximizes canned products, frozen products, and all of the things that can truly save your clients money. So highly recommend this and other courses within the culinary nutrition studio. Definitely go check them out. And if you love this podcast, you know what I'm going to ask you and it's okay. Please share it with your dietitian bestie. I would love for you guys to listen together and then maybe have like a podcast related book club kind of thing. That would be cool. Maybe I'll host that. No, that's a lot. Okay. Anyway, please share this with your RD bestie. I would really appreciate it. And if you really, really love it, leave me a five-star written review, please on Apple iTunes. It helps out the show a ton. All right, guys, until next week, it will be a solo episode next week. So I'm not really sure on the topic yet. I have a couple of ideas that are floating around, but you might just have to wait till next week to hear my beautiful voice. Hopefully it sounds beautiful and not too raspy for like 20, 25 minutes next week. Isn't that exciting? Yay. Okay, guys, until next week. Ciao.